Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk week 11 starts and sits. We talk about that atrocious helmet swing last night and more coming up on the Back Row Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker and Aaron Arms. Well, hello there and good evening to everybody. It's Bark of the Back Row Fantasy Show. And to my left is Aaron Bartholomew Arms. Top of the morning to you. Good top, morning. Top of the morning. So we uh, we started talking on the live stream about some of the events from last night. And we're like, wait a minute. We have got to hit the record button because where we left off before hitting record was Mason Rudolph has a punchable face. An extremely punchable face. Dude definitely has a Listen, punchable I, I face. I am absolutely not condoning hitting someone with a helmet. Like, come on, man. But Not at all. Heat of the moment. Yes. Um, two on one at that point. Like, Rudolph is... It, I, I don't... I keep, people keep saying he kicked him in the balls. I don't know. I, Maybe it was a forceful... I really couldn't... I, at no, I saw no angle... And I saw several different angles of it. I saw no angle to where it looked like he was forcibly kicking him in the balls. But he was trying to pull off Miles Garrett's helmet. Listen, yeah, but, okay, so so where this started for me after seeing the whole thing go down and, and watching it over a few times was Miles Garrett drove him into the ground and did not get up. Like, he drove him into the ground and he kind of toddler rolled him. You know, your your girls get into a fight. My boys get into a, a little fight on the ground. My toddler doesn't let go. He just rolls and digs his head in there and tries to really piss off my six-year-old. So, Miles Garrett takes him down, drives him into the ground. Didn't drive him into the ground particularly hard because it was a struggle before they went down. Yeah. But Miles Garrett wouldn't let the heck go. He, he did not let go. So, long story short, Mason Rudolph... Should have been ejected from the game. I know there was like next to no time left, but or maybe suspended for a game because he got up and came at Miles Garrett. There, so that's I, he, well. First off, you, why was he pulling at Miles Garrett's helmet if he wasn't trying to start something? I, I think he was like, "Get off no. me!" See, I, I viewed it a different way. It looked like he was trying to, for lack of a better way, putting it, be a dick. Like he was trying to, like, "You're going to get off me, man." I'm, that kind of attitude. Like you, you think you're bad because you, uh, you know, you you sack me, or you think you sack me? I don't even have the ball. Get off me! Get off me! Get up! You know. Now, now, don't turn off the show because on the flip side, I mean, Mason Rudolph should probably be suspended again. Absolutely, right? he went after him. As and you said, Miles Garrett deserves the indefinite rest of season suspension. So we're at what six games left? That's that's appropriate. Yeah, well, I mean, they ain't gonna make playoffs. It, it wouldn't upset me if he was suspended some more. That that was, I mean, Vontez Perfect has the highest 
for in-game action suspension, it's 12 games. After that, it's five. Also, Vontez Perfect. <laughs> Owns like three of the top <laughs> yeah. five or six. But but you agree with me that, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you start something. It's also how you react. And Miles Garrett, just absolute, it was, it was, it was unspeakable. Nah. He, he swung that helmet and cracked Mason Rudolph in the head. The thing we don't talk about, Mason Rudolph didn't even flinch somehow. Probably adrenaline. Well, his, 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 he he's got a, buckled he's, a little he's ugly. bit. He's ugly. I mean, you don't hurt ugly. I mean, have you been hit in the head? But doesn't he didn't look hurt, like... didn't hurt you. I know it didn't. Yeah, of course not. Look at the size of this thing. But he looks like... I, I, I've never met the guy. I've, I've actually never heard Mason Rudolph talk. He just... The look that he carries, he looks like he is a arrogant frat boy. Like, that's what I see whenever I see uh, Mason Rudolph. And I'm like... Oh he, he looks like the lower... Uh, he looks like the heir to a very small mafia throne. Like he just, you know, looks like kind of like the under dingo family. Or yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Some, something like that. Like he's the baby face one. Like if his nickname was baby face, like I'd be like, Oh yeah, it makes sense. You know, baby face Rudolph, baby face Rudolph leading the mafia sleigh. So, Rudolph with your helmet not so tight. Hey, Won't you admit you started that fight? <laughs> Rudolph with your helmet not tight. Miles Garrett's going to kill you tonight. Now, now here's the one I'm upset. Well, I mean, what did Marquise Pouncey get? Two games? One game, two I, games? I didn't see that yet, so I'm, I, I'm Marquise curious. Marquise Pouncey needs to have a rest of the season suspension as well. Like, not only did he kick Miles Garrett in the ground whenever someone else is laying on top of him, and Garrett is not moving, not trying to get up. And again, you're not taking up for Garrett, correct? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah we're just talking I'm not the taking situation. Up for Garrett. Like, that was stupid. Player by player. It absolutely makes sense. Like, and I get protect your, your quarterback. I get it. You didn't protect him the rest of the night, though. But anyhow. Right. You're kicking Miles Garrett in the head. And then he sprawls out and starts punching him in the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like... If you don't give, I mean, he is trying to hurt a realistically a defenseless Miles Garrett. Where, where's the outrage in that? I haven't heard hardly anybody say anything about it. Well, no, and and that's because Miles Garrett's acts overshadowed him. I, I agreed. That's the sad thing. Miles Garrett did something so unspeakable that he overshadowed anything the Steelers could have done. So this, like, when they look at the Steelers players, they're Come back, yeah, he was in the wrong there, but it wasn't but, like Miles Garrett. But he didn't swing a helmet and try to kill the guy. Which, exactly. with that being said, everyone's like, well, what if he hit him with the crown of the head? Those helmets have give to them. It wasn't going to kill him. He doesn't have a soft spot, although he looks like a baby. People he have been have killed by softer. He doesn't have a soft spot on top of his head that's going to get him, you know? Like, but yeah, again, it could have knocked him out. Miles Garrett deserves everything he got. The only punishment that the Steelers get from this is they have to play Mason Rudolph the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's not been very good. It's, it's he's horrible. They're punishing the whole organization by keeping him, by letting him play. Yeah. Someone I work with said uh, today, like, man, it's ridiculous because the Steelers are so much better than the Browns. And I'm like, are, are they? they? I don't think they are. I think I, th- I think they're pretty evenly matched. They're one game apart. Honestly, I think the Browns are the better overall team. I, I think agree. Right the, now. The, the Steelers have a little better defense. The Browns, to me, have a little better offense. And I, I don't think the defense is that much of a downgrade over Pittsburgh. I, I think the the Browns are a little bit better, honestly. I, and I'm I'm not saying the Browns are are going anywhere, but but I don't think the Steelers are either. 
So one so thing. So suspend them all. They didn't so, go hurt anything. Yeah, no, no, nobody's making the playoffs. Um, one thing to t- that I took away from this game more than anything, and I, I haven't admittedly watched a ton of Steelers football this year. I'm, I've known Rudolph hasn't been doing really well, uh, obviously. But, man, it makes you appreciate how good Ben Roethlisberger is. Indeed. At uh, not necessarily evading a sack, but shrugging one off. Oh, man. Because he's... someone's hitting Miles Garrett with an arm and taking him down. Ben, Big Ben's like, no. Yeah. And then stands tall in the pocket, delivers a 50-yard bomb. Well, Ben would have caught that helmet in one of his hands and just drove his fist through Miles Garrett's skull. He's a man. He's 40. Ben, first off, wouldn't have been in a situation to where he was being forced into the ground. Like, Ben falls so gently. Like That's true. It's like taking down, like, a, a big giant tree, you know, that has a bunch of branches. He just kind of comes down slowly. Like, I'll right. go down on my own terms. Here's a you know a little little throwback to the past, but Ben would have simply had his way with him. <laughs> he would have just had his way with Miles Garrett. I don't know about that. Miles Garrett. Garrett is a bad bad man. But. Yeah, he is. But, but hey, hey, no, no, uh, I have no sympathy for Miles Garrett. Number one, I have not a lot of sympathy for Rudolph. Shouldn't have shouldn't have got up and and win at Garrett. Granted, Garrett definitely the the main uh, but, culprit here, but. Come but, on, Mason. All right, so here's how I, I, I view it. and I, I'm, Man, it's like he, Rudolph, I, I, to me, looked like he started it. Okay? I, I it, still think Garrett started it with that just rolling or rolling on him on the ground. Like, you know, it's, I guess, it's football. I guess get I didn't him, see that part. Tackle him and get up. Or didn't pay attention to that. Watch, I, watch it again. Garrett really spends an extended amount of time trying to play MMA Probably just Mason talking Rudolph. crap like – I don't know, man. He was rolling around. It's like he was trying to. I don't know. He it ain't just didn't trying look, to hurt him. Oh, really? He swung a freaking helmet at his. Oh, well, after that, he was trying to hurt him. Yeah, absolutely. But that's just trying to. You know, it's hard to say what Mason Rudolph is saying to him. Yeah, I mean, we also Dude, don't know it, that. You're a public figure on live TV. Hold back. I get it. Like, Mason Rudolph, don't get up and go after the guy that can kill you. Yeah, do not. Not a good idea. That's a terrible idea. You almost lost your life last night. Yeah, I mean, you got you got you made look like a little uh, little bee the rest of the game, the whole game before that. What you're going to play badass now? Maybe Miles Garrett was just like, I don't think we're making the playoffs. The Steelers could if I could take Rudolph out. (laughs) That maybe they'd have a better chance. Like I'm trying to do them a solid. I still wonder why they got rid of Josh Dobbs. At this point, it's like, man, I don't know. oh man, and, and I hate, I, I hate it for Juju because like people are labeling him the biggest bust of the season. And while it's true, he did lose Ben Roethlisberger. There's, so, there's some pretty substantial busts, but I, yeah, Juju's probably de- right there. Definitely a buy low. Oh yeah, I mean Juju's a buy low through and through. Yeah, I, I still love Juju's talent, but it's going to be a risk buying him. Not it, well. It depends on how much you you spend, but it's still going to be a risk. Juju is a risk because Ben Roethlisberger comes back after this season and but, has lost something, or you know, it it, it, it is a little risky. But you well, got to take that chance. But let, let me let me spin it a different way. All right, let's say that they end up in let's say ten twelve range for a pick. Okay, and you've got. There's a lot of talent this year in this this draft. Who who are we talking about? 10, 10 to twelve range for a pick. The Steelers. Miami owns that pick. Oh, they do. Yes, Minka. Oh, wow, that kind of. Yeah, this is uh, why when the Browns won last night, I'm like, woo hoo hoo hoo, Miami, 
get get I a didn't little, even think of that. Spot didn't even think of that. Never mind. That that ruins my thought. Yeah. I'm thinking, man, think of what quarterback could be there for him. And, and they could always trade up, right? Or trade someone away to get to get a quarterback to replace Ben. Ben's career doesn't have a lot of time left. No. I mean, this year with the injury, you don't know how he's going to recover from that. I, I mean, he had surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he was he was going to retire this year anyway. Like, he, he almost didn't come back. Uh, didn't he just sign out, like, three-year extension it's, before the season? Extensions don't mean jack. I know that they don't, but I mean... But Andrew, I, I'm pretty, Andrew Luck's under, like, five more years. You know sure, what I mean? I'm pretty sure Ben said he's, he's good. I mean, Ben's not the kind of guy that's going to get a concussion and walk away like you can't concuss that noggin no uh, it, he can't to me that. more than anything after watching the, the game was unwatchable it was a horrible game it on this on the stat sheet it looked like a defensive struggle to the eye test it looked like two offenses that couldn't deliver the ball anywhere i, I will say the first half baker mayfield looked comfortable <laughs> baker mayfield is still i saw somebody on twitter i can't remember who and i'm sorry say that uh, this is going to be an aberration in Baker's career. And I agree. I mean, he's he probably needed a little slice of humble pie this season. Well, and he's he's still going to be – he is the franchise quarterback. I, I, I mean, agree. yeah, this season has been rough, mm-hmm. but he's, he's going to grow into it. If Baker would have had this season in his rookie year, we wouldn't be so down on him. Correct. He, Correct. The expectations were so high after that rookie season – that we just we expected you, you more. had we him expected, as your number two quarterback yeah we expected 35 touchdowns from him this year instead of what 26 27 27 i believe so i mean I, i'm not I, am i down on baker yeah absolutely i i've traded him amongst you know a long different leagues for probably less than i should have but then again quarterbacks and fantasy it, it's not yeah, that and they're, big they're practically deal, interchangeable especially with men mania and things like that out there but but you've got, like, in that game, you've got Baker's by low candidate. You've now got Juju's by low candidate. James Conner, I don't know what's going on with him. Like, it's just he's not that great. He well, he's, he gets production, but he oh, doesn't, he doesn't stay on the field. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's, I would love to know on DraftKings how many people had, a, like, how many uh, teams were basically eliminated, how many lines were basically eliminated when Conner and Juju both went out. Because oh, it, it happened quick. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot. I, I have yet to dip into DraftKings this week. I'm going to have to do that tonight after the show. But, yeah, I I, uh, I don't know, man. Fantasy's been weird this season. Speaking of weird, most reliable back in the league, uh, one of the most reliable back in the league, uh, Nick Chubb, had the quietest 92 yards I've ever seen. Yeah, he's not catching any balls. Cream Hunt is the primary pass catcher. Now, That that's two weeks in a row, Cream Hunt's outscored him because of the pass catching yeah so is that a sign of things to come for the rest of the season i think so so. and and it and it's not because i mean cream hunt's not getting the carries but he's getting he's getting the passing down work the and the thing i hate the most is nick chubb's capable of oh yeah nick chubb's a three down back but they're they're saving him a little bit for what i don't know they're spelling him on the obvious passing situations because hunt is good enough of a runner to still have the threat right I mean, listen, Hunt, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Hunt's as good as Nick Chubb. I, I do think they're fairly even in talent. I've talked about that before. But, man, do you, is Nick Chubb going to be outscored by Kareem Hunt the rest of the season? I no. mean, if he takes over the Dave, or the Duke Johnson role. 
No, I, I don't think I don't think it's going to be flat rest of season. I they're going to trade back and forth games. I mean, Cream Hunt's going to catch those five for sixty yards and get eleven points, whereas Nick Chubb gets nine point two off ninety two yards. That's going to happen. And and sorry to go way off topic, but I'll answer one question now. We'll get into the others soon. But someone said uh, Iron Man and Godzilla die. <laughs> what a name! Uh, give Driscoll get Devontae Freeman. Yes, get Devontae oh, Freeman. Don't get rid of a guy who's going to play two or three games. Well, he says two quarterback league doesn't matter. Driscoll for Freeman. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Unless Driscoll is your second and quarterback, I hate Devontae Freeman. You know what I mean? I like as it. a football player. Yeah, I mean you got to go with the guy who's most likely a starter again next year. Most yes. likely. I mean, obviously we don't know what's going to happen, and depending on Brian Hill, of course. You're welcome, fantasy land. If you if you grabbed Brian Hill last week, I mean I didn't. I didn't want to predict injury, but uh, Devontae Freeman doesn't exactly stay healthy these days. And Brian Hill's the best back on the roster. I, no, uh, there, not. I said it. Yes, he is. Brian Hill's the best. Ray GQ of the Devi podcast, DDP, t- help me out here. Uh, Brian Hill's the best running back on the roster. Yeah. Edo Smith, not that great. Oh, I Devontae agree. Freeman, breaking down. We're going to see that Brian Hill's the best running back on that roster over the course of the next five or six weeks. And if he is, he is pretty good chance they draft a running back next year. Oh, they'll draft a running back no matter how Brian Hill performs because they don't have any. I, mean, I, I, I don't even – is Quadri Olison the next man up? I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure who the next man up is in Atlanta. Maybe that's my fault. But Brian Hill, dude, start him this week. We'll throw starts in as we go. Brian Hill against Carolina. Carolina doesn't have a stout rush defense. Love Brian Hill this week, starting him over David Montgomery, which Montgomery's questionable, and it, it could come back to bite me. But Brian Hill is the pass catcher, the main ball carrier. David Montgomery can't say that in Chicago. Hey, right one, now. one thing I'm glad you mentioned David Montgomery because that actually alludes to a I still love him. Yeah, no, no, I'm I'm just going to go into kind of a deep, you know, deep sleep type thing you know you i'd love to take a deep sleep no deep a deep sleeper type pick for uh whether it's DraftKings, uh if you're playing like your family league because uh, it's it's the sunday night game um or if you're desperate cordero patterson like he's probably the number two running back yeah mike right davis, now mike davis is gone yeah he's probably the number two running back right now in chicago Tariq cohen would have a heck of a game if david johnson set out I don't know about, David Johnson, David Montgomery, but it's Trico and your goal linebacker. You know, I know they'll give him a run or two, but you've got a six foot one, six foot two guy who. I mean, I don't know if Patterson's a goal line guy. Hold on a second, he wasn't for the Patriots yet. He got the carries. Yeah, see what I mean? Like he's capable. So it's going to be an interesting play. It might be. It's a, it's a good flyer if you're um, if you're set everywhere else and you're a little bit desperate wide receiver. Like with me this week, I've got Adam Thielen, Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders' game time decision. Uh, Thielen's actually doubtful. So Cordero Patterson, I mean, that might be a play for me in one of my leagues. Very possibly. I hope it is because I play you in our main league of record. But let's uh, you're let's, gonna have to outbid me on Cordero Patterson then. I don't want him. <laughs> let's uh, let, let's answer a few more quick ones before we move on. Uh, Conter, Con, Contra, Contra from last week. Nintendo sixty four. Super NES Contra. He says, choose a flex out of David Johnson, Hawkinson, Hunter Renfro, Robbie Anderson. Hey, man, I don't like David Johnson this week. He looks slow, like you were saying earlier, Arms. 
Hawkinson, too inconsistent. Robbie Anderson, I wouldn't start him if, if my life depended on it. Hunter Renfro, all day long. I, I've got to go Hunter Renfro. It, for me, it's uh, Renfro, then Hawkinson. Um, I, yeah, uh, I think that's where I'm at. Robbie Anderson, yeah, I, I, I just... I'll start uh, David Johnson before I start Robbie Anderson. No, if he's I, in the lineup. Actually, I think David Johnson's my fourth in this whole selection. No, he's my da- third. He, he got passed on the depth chart. Kenyon Drake's starting, and Kenyon Drake's yeah. better. I mean, Kenyon Drake... I, I said it last week on the show. I think he's a better running back right now than David Johnson. Right, and like there's all over Twitter. There's uh there's videos of David Johnson running, and like he he's slower than his lineman. He's getting Devonte Freeman syndrome, something like that. I mean, he's 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 breaking down a little bit. So so me and Arms both agree. Hunter Renfro. Listen, Hunter Renfro is a PPR guy. So if this is a PPR league. Hunter Renfro's pretty much a lock for four to five receptions at a minimum. And they're absolutely primed with the matchup. Uh, what is the Cincinnati. matchup? Cincinnati. Oh, my God. Hunter Renfro all day long. David Carr's going to have a great game. I agree. So, and then uh, next, Contra again. He loves asking. He sit and starts McLaurin or Devontae? McLaurin. Devontae. Adams? I'm I assume sorry. we're talking about Adams. I'm thinking Parker. If it's Parker, I'm going McLaurin too. But I because think... if you're thinking Devontae Adams, this this is a question versus Devontae Adams. Maybe three guys in the league. Wait, Devonta is Devonta ends with an A, right? Uh, there's Devonte Parker, Devont Devonta Freeman, and Devonte Adams. Well, this looks like Devonte Parker. I guess it ends with an E. So I I mean, listen, I, I'm not I still a good McLaurin. Listen, I, yeah. even though I don't think he's going to do a ton, but they are supposed to move him around. They're supposed to play him at every position. There's familiarity. Paul Richardson's uh, out. Uh, Paul Dwayne Richardson's Haskins could be familiar hold, hold with Antonio Brown. Dwayne Haskins has to throw like four touchdowns a game to break that rookie touchdown record. Not. I know it's not going to happen. Happening. But listen, I'll be ecstatic if he finishes the season with 15. Oh, it, that'd be one heck of a turnaround. Listen, he's... You pick the worst possible week to throw him as in as your starter. Well, listen, he Look has not schedule. looked good, but you have to stick with him because he will get there. He he will come along and he will at least be he he will at least give them a reason to maybe not draft another one in twenty twenty. Yeah. But if he keeps falling on his face, oh yeah, if if he keeps falling on his face, they could be very we could be very looking at another Josh Rosen Kyler Murray situation. Kyler Murray or Kyle Allen, it's Kyler Murray all day. Uh, Kyle Allen's been kind of nice with some of the yardage. Hold on. Hold on. No. They play the Niners. No. They do play the Niners. Just Don't keep, just care. Let's keep that in mind. I'm going to go with Kyle Allen. No. Why Why would you go with – just ask. tell me, why would you go with Kyler Murray against one of the best defenses in the league, who, by the way, have already seen him. They saw him two weeks ago, I believe it was. Like, it's – to me, it's Kyle Allen all day. You, against – Against the Falcons, who have the most porous pass defense in the league, I don't. Yeah, care Kyle Allen, week. Kyle Allen, all day. Listen, we're, that, we're, le- that leads into fire up some uh, Curtis Samuel this week for cheap no. on DraftKings. We're we're in we're in the we're on the back end of the season, especially fantasy wise. I have to go with that higher upside, and I don't care that they play the 49ers coming off a loss. By the way, I know it's it was a good loss. It was kind of like Alabama. They should be ranked number one because they had a great loss yeah. to, to a ranked team. Just kidding. No, uh, but I, Kyler Murray, listen, he can get it done with his legs. Christian Kirk is healthy. You wanted to talk about Christian Kirk. 
Christian no, Kirk. No, we want to talk about Christian Kirk. He can find the soft spots in the 49ers We're gonna defense. We're going to talk about Christian Kirk whenever. Okay, that, that's fine. I love the way he says it. Listen, I, I, to me, I don't care who the Cardinals are facing. Kyler Murray, even if he has a bad game, puts up fantasy points. And I don't trust Kyle Allen. Your worst case scenario is they score the exact same. Your best case scenario is Kyler Murray scores 15 more points than Kyle Allen. But Kyler Murray's like he's playing a defense that is like he's in a bad situation. I mean, they uh, the San Francisco 49ers allow on average 9.1 points to the quarterback. 9.1 fantasy points to the quarterback. I don't that is, care. Now, did Kyler do much better than that against him? Absolutely. But I, L- listen. I, I, I'm confident when you play someone twice, especially a team as good as the 49ers are this year, when you play someone twice, they'll figure them out. They're going to – like, I am I think uh, Kenyon Drake is the, the start in Arizona this week, but I'm not starting Kenyon Drake if I can help it. It can go – well, man, Drake tore him up the first time. I know. But once again, it's, it's like playing someone for, for the first time. They didn't know what he was going to do, especially they didn't even know if he was going to be an intro, any part of that game plan. I think it was his first game as a Cardinal. The 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 point I was getting ready to make was, yeah, the Niners have seen Kyler Murray once, but Kyler Murray's seen them too. So, I mean, there, there's adjustments to be made on both sides of the ball. I Listen, I know you didn't like him going into the season. Kyler Murray's a stud, Fan- dude. Fantasy production because he does so much with his legs. Dude, he's having a good rookie season, too. Hold, Kyler, hold Kyler Murray's having a good where, rookie where season. Where I'm going with the, with this matchup is Atlanta's allowed 19 passing touchdowns this year. Okay? San Fran has allowed eight. So San Fran's averaging less than one a game. Atlanta's allowing more than two a game. Like, you got to go with the stats on this. Atlanta's defense is not good. They looked good last week. Uh, I'm sorry. I just don't think the 49ers are going to be able to keep every quarterback to this. They're low not. Standard. But they're not. But at the end of the day, they're they are going to hold most quarterbacks below their average production. Even if they hold Kyler Murray below his average production, his average production is pretty awesome. So I, I don't know, man. I like Kyle Allen just fine, but he is not. He's not a league winner. He's not a guy that's going to get you to the playoffs on his own. Kyler Murray could. I mean, Kyler Murray's the number six quarterback overall in our league of record. Yeah, and but you, there's t- players on by. I you get that. I but I, I, I will I, guarantee you don't have it sorted by points per game because okay, he's number so, twelve points per game. Uh, still, okay, a rookie number twelve points per game. He has a total of twelve passing touchdowns on the year. That's not what's getting him his fantasy production right now. He's it, not destroying the world on the ground. He had one ninety three yard game, a sixty nine yard game, and some thirty five yard games. He's mixing in a lot of things to get those he has points. Fourteen total touchdowns. Total. Like you stop giving me this he is this great thing. He is. My, my point is the he, Giants held him thing. to ten and a half points. The Saints held him to less than fifteen points. The Niners was a, is a freaking aberration. Aberration. Is it aberration? Aberration. aberration. An aberration is something like history was. Aberration. Okay, my bad. The, 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 <laughs> what he did to the Niners is an aberration for what the Niners' defense is. 
He's put up a quarter of the touchdowns the Niners have allowed. Let's let's keep this in mind. Okay, let, let, let's look at it this way. So I'm going from week three on, okay? Week three, when Kyle Allen was the starter. So Kyler Murray, since week three, has averaged 27.5 points. Kyle Allen has averaged 20.8. Kyle Allen, over that span, has two single-digit outputs, a nine-point game and a six-point game, and he has three 20-point games and a 38-point game. Kyler Murray, 30, 20, 30, 40, 10, 14, not that great, 30, 40. I I cannot justify playing I'm, Kyle I'm, Allen I'm just, over Kyler Murray. I'm looking at the matchup. That, that's that's how I'm, I'm viewing this. I'm ignoring the matchup, and I'm, I'm going with the upside and the talent. Kyler Murray is the 21st quarterback in the last four weeks. Because two of his worst games came in the past four weeks, but two of his best games came in the past four weeks. Sorry, I'm not sitting him. I'm not sitting Kyler Murray unless my quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. That's pretty much it for me i'm starting kyle allen kyler gosh kyler murray not kyle too many k's i'm starting kyler murray unless i own one of those top four quarterbacks and i'm not worrying about the matchup you you mean to tell me if you have a fantasy team in the playoffs you're really going to start kyle allen no what i'm saying a fantasy team pushing for the playoffs. if i'm looking at the matchup and that is an elite defense versus an extremely porous defense like if if it's a question to you, if it's a question to to the the uh, viewer, like I'm gonna sorry, I'm gonna go with Kyle Allen. I just think the upside's better in this particular game. It, it, on a, if they were playing the same team, I'll take Kyler Murray all day. I don't know. I just I feel like we should place some kind of bet on this. That's what I feel like we should do. Let's go. Even if it's minuscule, let's just go. A simple dollar. I will tell you the uh, in the in the last four weeks, uh, Kyle Allen's been hot garbage. <laughs> he has. He's been worse. He started out pretty he, hot. He, but. He, wait, he had to kind of go towards how good the Niners have been. He had a six and a half point game against the Niners. So, so here's the play: if Kyler Murray is victorious fantasy points wise, Arms owes me a buck. Vice versa, Kyle Allen, I'll give you a buck. Deal. It'll it'll be in, in pennies, but I will give you a buck. It'll be rolled. Two, will it will be rolled? Two rolls, three rolls. I'm doing half, thirds, <laughs> filling the tubes up a third of the way. Just to be a dick. Just so I had to break them apart, re-roll them, just to use them. Absolutely. Luckily, only one more question uh, before we get some more in a little bit. But David Montgomery, who's questionable, or Latavius Murray. Uh, it depends on the game time call. It's David. It's David Montgomery. It, it has to Obviously, be David Montgomery. He's Although out, he's Montgomery, not been, I mean, I, I like Dave Montgomery, but he's not been great. No, not great. No, he's been, I he has say, been startable. He has been low end running back two. If you look at the whole season, he's a, he's a low end running back two. I want to say that Dave Montgomery's like struggling mightily on the ground. Like, I, uh, it's it's crazy. It's He like, gets goal line carries though. That he, helps. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty much falls into the end zone. But 466 yards on 129 carries. He's averaging 3.6 yards a carry, which is not great. No, it's not great. And, I mean, if you take out 
Because I want to say take he ha- out the goal line carries, he might be three point nine. Well, but. yeah, but he also had, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he had like two big runs. I think it was against the Chargers. Yes. Yeah. So, like, you take those giant runs out. And you, if you're taking out the goal line runs, we take out the giant runs, right? right. Let's. Uh, but that that's the game. That's the game we play. Dynasty Rob, we love Dynasty Rob. Yes. Uh, Dynasty Rob says beanie or toboggan. Toboggan. Aren't they the same? You're wearing thing? a beanie. Are they the same no, thing? No. 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 Toboggans have the roll up. Okay. Okay. See, this is a toboggan. Shows, shows what I know. You you are wearing a beanie. I don't wear them very often. I prefer a beanie, but my wife got me this a few years ago. I had my name embroidered. You, you mean after their last victory, right? Dude, I have been a Raiders fan since I was four. All right, Neil. Okay. Actually, uh, All right, so, so we're off topic entirely. Fine. Viewers. So I'll, I'll tell you why I'm a Raiders Listeners, fan. viewers, yeah. So I'm a Raiders fan because my uncle was a Raiders fan. All right. Why are you a Dolphins fan? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Because you like terrible collars. It, it, I am so glad you asked. Okay, so... This is legit. This is true. And by the way, we want to hear why you're a fan of your team. Oh, my so God. tweet yeah. at us. At the Back Row Show. Or uh, put it on our stream here. Yes, please. At the Back Row Show. Or if you want to find us on Facebook or Instagram, whatever. Let us know why you are a fan of the team that you are a fan of. And my it's okay story. if it's just your hometown team. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. I, I should probably be a Bengals fan. That's or, the or closest Browns, team to know. us. Yeah, I'm with yeah, you. you know, I don't know about the Browns. So, so anyways. Ravens fan, you know, whatever. Right. So my uh, my whole dad's side of the family, Bengals fans, except for my dad. He's mm-hmm. a Packers fan. He was a Brett Favre guy. And uh, I can respect that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I totally understand it. So, But the rest of my family on that side, I'll name a few members here in a minute that aren't Bengals fans, but most is, of Is your my, cousin Garner not a Bengals fan? He's a Rams fan, actually. Ooh. I got a cousin named Garner. Uh, so... He garners lots of attention on the internet. I love that. Okay, so I'm probably eight or nine years old. I'm at my father's. He lived in Dayton. I'm two hours away from Dayton, so I didn't see him a ton. But I'm over there, eight or nine years old. It's like Thanksgiving or something. And the Bengals are playing the Dolphins. And my whole family's watching the game. I don't really know what's going on, but when I do pay attention... Dan Marino uncorks one that travels like 60 yards in the air. Most beautiful thing I've ever seen as a child, besides, you know, Saved by the Bell Girls. Absolutely. So so he, he uncorks one, and I'm like, I cheered for the first time ever for a football game, and my whole family just stops dead in their tracks and look at me, and they're like, why are you cheering for the Dolphins? And I'm just like, why are you cheering for the Stripe team? <laughs> because it's very obvious to me that the Dolphins are better at football than the Stripey team. And this tall dude from Pittsburgh, didn't know that time, uncorked one. It was beautiful. Ever since that moment, I was a Dolphins fan. Luckily for me. He had a beautiful ball, by the oh, way. Oh, man, he did. Two of them, I hear. It, 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 <laughs> it literally just looked like it teleported there. Like just didn't it was so, such a tight spiral. It didn't look like it spun. It just hovered in the air. Well, the ball literally go. left his hand before his hand came forward. Mm-hmm. Like he went back to throw, and the ball's going forward. I don't understand. Quickest release, just a thing of beauty. Luckily, my aunt Gleema, part of that family, and my cousin Bobby Garner's brother, got a cousin named Garner. 
they're Dolphins fans as well. So there are Dolphins fans in my family. So it just happened to work out that growing up collecting football cards and watching football, I had a couple people at my side during those glory years of the Dolphins where they actually went to the playoffs. But that is legit the story of, of why I'm a Dolphins fan. The first time I gave a crap about football was watching Dan Marino throw a ball. Now, it's unfortunate that Dan Marino is kind of a douche. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, like a like a you know attractive young lady, I am attracted to douches. So Dan Marino, one of my favorite players, you, my I best friend. I knew you were going to go there. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, some other tool bags in history. Favorite the, band's tool. Favorite band's tool, tool bags. Major James Keenan, total douche. Total butthole. Looks like pink. He's a butthole. Uh, just one of those things, man. Uh, I don't know, but that that is the legit true story. Now, granted, if I hadn't watched that game that day, maybe I, I'd be a Bengals fan. And at this point in my life, aren't you wouldn't, glad? Wouldn't matter which one I was. I so, mean, I do. I am a fan of the better team, two and seven, baby. I uh, Tech Mobile helped me solidify my oh, my man, yeah. my favoriteness. Like my uncle Bo Jackson, I can remember the shirt, and it was I don't even know what kind of shirt it was, but it had you know like a we are going to and it, a boot kick, and then a picture of your and then a butt, and I'm like ah that's a cool shirt. What kind of shirt is that, Don? It's like Raiders. I'm like why do you like the Raiders? It's like oh man, they're they're just the meanest team. I'm like oh sweet, and then you know Nintendo. We we, we play Nintendo. We get the Raiders. And, you know, Bo Jackson, you just run up and down the sidelines. Oh, yeah, zigzag. Literally do circles around the field, touchdown. Zigzag. Every time. Him, I, him Christian Okoye, and a handful of others. Just, I used to run backwards with Marcus Allen. Oh, yeah, it's fun. To, to get to the one, to hand it off to Bo Jackson the next play to get yeah. a 99-yard touchdown. Well, I would, I would, yeah, yeah, I love it. I was getting ready to say the same thing. Like, when I played with my Dolphins, I would take Keith Byers. Or maybe it wasn't Keith Byers. I can't remember who it was. But whoever it was, I, I took him back to the one and handed the ball to the primary ball carrier. So, Rock Out on YouTube. Thanks, Rock Out, for the question. I, I don't think you're even watching anymore, but hopefully you find your way to it. He he asks, I just burped in the microphone, Damian Williams, Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman, so forth. Devin Singletary. Cooper Cup. Muhammad Sanu. Need a running back, two and two flexes right off the rip. Damian Williams has looked good since he's back. So I'm putting Damian Williams in there. I'm putting Cooper cup in there without a doubt. Ignore the egg. Hold on. Cooper cup is sick. So we keep an eye on that. Oh, is he got, he, he's got a, a, some sort of virus. Well, that's fantastic. So is that something to just to keep an eye on coming up for this week's game? Yeah. In which I play arms, which is Perfect. very, very important. It is. So, great. It is. And, and Nick Chubb got you 9.2 points. I'm not worried about that. We both had two players play and we're basically tied. Yeah. So, and one of them was a wide receiver for you, a running back for me. And I think my kicker versus maybe a defensive guy for you. Uh, Mark Barron, yeah. Mark Barron. So, yeah, I like Damian Williams, Cooper Cup. And as far as the other guy comes down to, I'm rolling Singletary out all year because I just got a feeling. See, so. I got a feeling. Obviously. Uh, if if Cup's active due to uh, the sickness, Cooper Cup, no doubt about it. If he's not, I'm going. I'm yeah, I'm going Coleman. I'm going to go Coleman as as my two option, but I'm going to go Sanu. He got targeted 14 times by Tom Brady last week. Best in the business, caught 10 of them for 81 yards and a touchdown. He's a start for me this week. Hmm. Interesting. So I mean, he tied uh, Julian Edelman for receptions last week. 
And he's uh, like a foot taller than Julian Edelman, so obviously he's the red zone target. Sanu is kind of that uh, epitome of a good football player. He is a football player. He's a football player. Like there, is he a fantasy star? To be determined. But when he gets his targets, he's good. He's real good. Yeah. And I think I honestly think he's going to get his targets the rest of the season. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's there's really no one in his way. Josh Gordon is gone. They have some rookies. He got Nikhil Harry, but he was an a healthy scratch last week. Nikhil Harry's not going to do anything this season. Why? I mean, why even bring him out? You know what I mean? You don't. That's why you traded for Muhammad Sanu because Nikhil Harry's Bingo. a project. Bingo. So, let's. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you want to talk a little more about starts and sits, or do you want to call up Dan Rozier, back row writer for the show? I told him uh, he, he was a green light to come on tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, we can go through some of our starts and sits with him. Absolutely. I, I miss Dan. So if you have anything else to add before while we're dialing Dan up dial it up yourself right now i'm gonna look for dan real quick and see if we can get him on here well um i will go ahead and get into a few of my uh my starts and sits while we're while we're doing this uh one thing i did i did want to go into is the the set of david johnson i mean last week absolutely one and a half points uh fifty one hundred dollars on DraftKings versus kenny drake is at fifty four hundred i mean so david johnson was matt his best game of the season was matched oh, i'm sorry Sorry, uh, David Johnson's best game of the season was literally exactly in fantasy production matched by Kenyon Drake last week. Or excuse me, not last week, uh, against the Niners. David Johnson did it against the Falcons. Terrible defense. Kenyon Drake did it once again against the Niners, top three defense in the league. On the season, David Johnson has uh, 302 rushing yards, two touchdowns, another 31 receptions for 323 yards and three touchdowns. Kenyon Drake who were obviously with Miami, pretty bad situation on the offensive line, had 319 total rushing yards, one touchdown, which, you know, is what it is. Obviously, if he's on Arizona, he would get that. Uh, 32 receptions, which is kind of shocking. He had more. They've missed the same amount of games, by the way. Okay. And uh, 32 receptions, like as I was saying, 232 yards and zero receiving touchdowns. Pretty lot, even matched. It's, a lot of stats thrown at us. It's about a 30-point gap on the season in favor of David Johnson. But now you have Kenyon Drake eating into David Johnson's time. Yeah, Drake's a guy to own. Dan, are, are you here with us? Is Dom still talking? Uh, does he ever stop? That's what I was getting ready to say. Go. How are we, guys? How are we tonight? Dan, are you using your mic? Because you sound like oh. you're talking into a paper can. I swear to God, I'm using my mic. Mm, how close are you to the mic, Dan? Get closer if you like. Is oh, your mic yes. is your mic in the bottom of a bucket? Please get closer. I'm right here. There you go. A little closer. Um, I this is getting awkward. There we go. Oh, there. Make love to that mic, Dan. <laughs> Touch it on your lips. T- uh, lick it. Just hope no one's walking in right now. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, Dan. Your wife's through. gonna be like, "What the hell, Dan?" Yeah, knew I, I should. Po- I swear to God, honey, I'm doing a podcast. This is normal. <laughs> knew I shouldn't have married an Aussie. <laughs> knew I shouldn't have married an Aussie. <laughs> Jesus, what the hell? So, so Dan, a uh, back row well, fantasy you, you, show. You didn't go crikey. No, you had that opportunity. Do, I'm not doing that. that. He could easily say like, "Oh, y'all," or something like that. I'm not opening no, that. I, I have picked up that. I spent four years in Texas, and I, I was swinging around to y'all every now and again. Oh man, that's awful. So, so Dan Rosier, uh, writer for the Back Row Fantasy Show. You also write for I'm drawing uh, going to. Yeah, they're pretty cool too. Going for uh, very, going, very going. lucky to write for 
really cool people. Yes, great. yes. Going for two and the Back Row Fantasy Show and probably soon Roto World. You know, it, it's Dan Rose here. He, All I'm saying is carry us on your back when you get there. Yeah, yeah. Take, I, take I us have, with you, Dan. I'm a back row lifer. That's what this is. <laughs> Perfect. And a going for two lifer. That that's that's good stuff. And you put out good stuff for them. So, Dan, we yeah. we brought you in. Thanks for coming on. But we brought you in. Uh, yeah, for for some more sits and starts talk and okay. any questions we get on YouTube. But Dan, sure. I, have you been listening beforehand, or did you just get freed up? I just got freed up. I uh, yeah, I just heard the back end of the Arizona game. So where are we up to? Well, I, I want to know from you, just because me and Arms have a nice, juicy bet going on. Who are you Ooh. starting this week? Kyler Murray or uh, Kyle? Uh, ah, 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 let me finish. <laughs> Kyler Murray or Kyle Allen? Kyler Murray plays the Niners, which has Arms scared. And Kyle Allen plays Atlanta. the Falcons. Ah, so this is, this is a trick question. It's in DFS, not. I'm throwing around Kyle Allen because he's cheap as chips. But I am going to go with Kyler Murray because I have to. But, yeah, that's uh, correct. You I, have to. I'm not. I'm not exactly too worried about the matchup. I. Where's it? It's in San Fran, right? Uh, yeah, I mean okay. the, the matchup's not I'm okay. ideal. I'm okay. I'm okay with that one. I, in our grill, I've got to roll out either Jameis Winston or Kyler Murray. There's there's a predicament there for you too. So, uh, yeah, I'm that okay does get a little Kyler dicey. Murray this week. I think he started to roll a bit more last week. Uh, I'm okay with him this week. It's not it's not that bad, I don't think. Well, it's it's the upside for me. I mean, Kyler Murray, the upside is 30 to 40, and Kyle Allen is 25 to 30. On a good day. On a good day. It's going to be a good day. He's playing the Atlanta Falcons. We shall see. We shall yeah, see. Kyler Murray on DraftKings is cheap this week as well. That's, that's oh, yeah, because of, of who he's facing. So Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a good play there too. So I'm okay with playing both, depending on on what you're playing him in. The the, the sad part is I, is I could see either one I'm finishing in the top ten or outside of the top fifteen. Like yeah. I, I could see either one I'm being the twenty first, twenty third quarterback, you know, in production this week. They so just, they're twenty nineteen is Jay Cutler. Yeah, yeah, basically <laughs> the, the, yes. the combined. I mean, you've got Kyle Allen, and, and admittedly, Kyle Allen doesn't have the talent Kyler Murray does. It's not close. However, he's got that much better of a matchup, and he's proven that he can produce in a good matchup. Does Atlanta play like they did last week? Uh, that is a concern. And yeah. does, does San Fran play like they did the first time they played Arizona? I don't think so. To be, to be fair, Russell Wilson got those yards on the ground as well, didn't he, a, a week ago? Yes. So he also hit them up the middle too. So yes, he had himself a very, very good day, and he lost Tyler Lockett towards the end. And I, I'm not too worried about it. I think Kyler will get you that 25 this week. I'm not. I'm not too worried. But I'm yeah, not, the, I'm the floor put, is safer. I'll, I'll give you yeah. some pushback on this though. Oh so, god, here so we go. In the last two weeks, they have played two very similar style quarterbacks. You know, mobile quarterbacks. Mm. Who can throw the ball with Kyler Murray and uh, and Russell Wilson? And this is the second time in three weeks they're playing Kyler Murray. That is my biggest concern about Kyler Murray. If you're going to say who's going to figure it out, the San Fran defense or a rookie quarterback with a rookie head coach in the NFL, give me the defense. Give me Kyler. Kyler all day I, long. I uh, the, the last two weeks, Kyler Murray's played the two best. Two of the best run defenses, right? Yes. 
Right. And what's his fantasy points been in those two weeks? Solid. Very good. They're in the upper 30s. So we're like... Uh, well, 31, 39. 32, 37. 31, 39 in our league of record, but maybe 32, 37. But I also feel like league. it's almost a... Uh, we got to just kind of have a throw out. Like, Buc- the Buccaneers, yes, they're... <laughs> A uh, good run defense, but their team in, in totality is like it's oh, look, not oh, good. The week against San Fran uh, two weeks ago, that could have also been very inflated from the one big uh, Andy Isabella play as well with the 88 yards for the touch, right? So, yeah, oh, it yes. was. It was. That could have also blown up from that too. So that it I'm, might not have been as great as what it might have been, but we're no, looking at eventually anyway. Without that, we're looking at 160 yards and one touchdown. Arms likes to subtract. I mean, these these things happen no, in I history know, already. I know it happens. Already happened. But, but Can't take it back. Since you're going to talk about the last two weeks, why don't we talk about the two weeks before that whenever he, uh, he finished with, you know, 10 fantasy points each week, 10 or 15 against the Giants who don't have a good run defense. And, hell, they don't have a good pass defense right. in, in the Saints. Okay, so Kyle Allen put up 6.57 against the Niners. I get that. The Texans aren't exactly ball hawking defense. He only put up nine against them. I mean, he's missed the mark against some defenses that, you know, I just, let's, Dan, before we move completely on, I just also want to get your opinion of last night's I will tell you, Texans are basically dead center. (laughs) They're right in the middle of the road as far as fantasy defense. If you you ain't first, you're last. That's not true. (laughs) So, Dan, Dan, what what do you make? We have gave our takes. We're not going to interrupt you, arms. What what was your take from last night's debacle of the the helmet swing at babyface? Hell, Ricky, I was high when I said that. Sorry. I I I will go by this. I think... What are the rules in brawling? I don't know. What the, brawling could mean a lot no of things. Rules in brawling, like he's going to swing a helmet. People are complaining about him swinging a hel- helmet at someone's head, but you know these guys are running helmets at each other when they celebrate touchdowns anyway. So yeah, but they've uh, got helmets on when they do that. Yeah, sure. I think Rudolph didn't have a helmet on. <laughs> Hold on, you got to understand. I find, I find the uproar. I, I find the uproar about concussions and uh, all that. I, I understand. I I get it, but in a brawl. Really? Like, I, I, I don't know. Everyone's got to just calm down a little bit, I think. I think a lot's being made out of, I don't think it was that bad, but, you know. You have to uh, understand, I, I Dan grew up watching rugby. We actually, you know, don't wear pads where we play football. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. That's true. We're talking to, you know, not we're, we're comparing an American tough guys to an Aussie tough guy. And then you win. You win there. I mean, not, uh, you know. I, I how, how much I didn't hear what you guys had to say before. How much was this put on Mason Rudolph beforehand? I think a lot has. Like I think it's Mason Rudolph's fault. It, it escalated the way it did. And I think Miles Garrett just took it way too damn far when he could have just jawed at him because that's all Mason so, Rudolph was doing when he came so, at so Miles can't you Garrett. Both be right? Huh? Can't you both be right? No. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't yes. think there's a wrong. I don't think there's a wrong in there. We're Rudolph. Ta- okay. Okay. So. And- well, let's Garrett put it. Was wrong let's put it this it. way, Dan. Hand out the suspensions. You're the commissioner. Hand out the suspensions. Tell us who you're suspending and for how long. What did uh, Rudolph got? Nothing, right? Nothing. What, what, we're not worried about what he got. What are you giving? I'd give Rudolph. I'd give him at least three. I'd give him three. Okay. Uh, Pouncey got what? Pouncey got three. I'm okay with that. Garrett's indefinite. I think that's silly. 
You think that's... Put a timeline on it. I think they got to put a time... they got to put a name on it. Okay, they well, you're, you're, you're the commish. Put a timeline on it. What's Garrett get? I give him five. Okay. I give him till the end of the regular season. What's it? Week 11? I give him six. They're not going to make the playoffs anyway, right? <laughs> no, obviously. No. Uh, maybe. Six. Actually, oddly enough, they're still in it. Yeah, they're still in it. Kind of. I'd give him the six. I'm okay, okay. with three, three, and six. Well, well See, I uh, give, okay. It, for me, I give Pouncey right around what I give Garrett. I, I'm glad you're giving the heavier punishment to Garrett, at least. At, at least we can all three agree that, that the heaviest punishment goes to Garrett, but punishment should be handed out to the other two as well. Yeah, I think, I think Rudolph got away with that one. But, you know, they might come around and get him on it anyway, so you don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, my my call was one game. Rudolph for one game. He didn't really do, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't, and I don't like the kid. I don't like the kid at all. I look at him and I see, you know, I, I see a punching bag at a festival. Uh, just, you know, the ones where all the D-bags are standing around trying, standing to see, trying to get that 999. Get that high score. Yeah. So, I don't yeah, know. Was, he, he played his part too, and I, I don't think a fine is enough he did. for that. But I agree. But at the same time, I think, I think in in brawling and fighting in in terms of sports, I think in this case, and I could, I'm very well in the minority. I believe the rules of engagement are off. You can't you can't say, well, there's a rules for how we fight. Well, the guy swung a helmet. He did what he did. I I can understand that. I get that. I mean, it, with that being said, I mean, Miles Garrett is a star in the league. Like, and you've got to you got to show restraint. You know. I know, I know yeah. it's a violent sport, and I know it's played by violent men. With, with ten seconds to go, you've, you've got to be, and you've got the game in the bag. You've got to be better. Oh, just you, be better. That's, that's all you've got to be. Be better. You've got the win. You got the four intercepts. Swinging a helmet's not going to make you, your day any better. Like that, that's as good as a day gets if you him. As I told Barker, I think that the the greatest punishment right now for the Steelers was that Mason Rudolph didn't get suspended, and they have to keep playing him. He's been a, he's been horrid. Yeah, he's not been great. Yeah, I mean it, it's been, it's been bad. So he's not uh, been Brian Hoyer though. So so now one thing that we mentioned earlier, and I'm sorry for our, our listeners and our viewers. Um, does this make you does Mason Rudolph's um, his performance make you appreciate Ben Roethlisberger that much more? Yes. Yeah. I mean to to be able to see what he yeah can I, do. Think, I think I think I really wanted to see without Bell without Brown how it was all going to happen this year. I think I think that that's what I wanted to see happen. I, we kind of forget about what they lost at the start of the year and how it's all panned out till now because we've lost the season on Juju effectively, right? Like that's that's been a wash. James Connor's been okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah is about right. Yeah. Um, the Bryce Sparks, Deontay, well, Deontay Thompson, right? So, I mean, he's he's been a bright spark for them, I think. He's, he's a real gem. Uh, and what Ben could have done with this team now, and, you know, that that could have been... They, they would be closer to Baltimore than they are to Cleveland, I think. So, Let, I mean... That, are, I think it's been a lost year. Do I appreciate him more? No, because he was... You know, I, I think Ben Roethlisberger is pretty damn good anyway, so... No, what I what I was getting at is, I mean, you think with the organization around it, the, around Ben, you're like, well, is he a product of the organization, a product of the team around him? To me, it just proves that he makes that team that much better. 
And by the way, I'm very upset you didn't uh, you didn't even mention one of my favorite guys who's performed well in the last few weeks. You know, right after I gave up on him, and uh, James Washington. James Washington. I ain't doing the voice, but uh, Do he's it. been okay. I can't, man. It's, he's he's got, not. He's gotten a little better. He's not great by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. but I'm, oh, look, I think, I'm buying I think one. The same time, Jalen Samuels looked pretty good, too. He's been looking all right, and then last week he kind of – last night he just – That's a that's game plan error right there, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, and you could also say it's been, you know, if you want to go with the preseason narrative, this was a Vance McDonald year, too, right? Like, this was his big year at, what, 29. So, it's been a bit of a wash for them, but you know, they've found a few little bits of their defense, and, you know, they get Minka as well, and Bush has been incredible. So what he would have been able to do with that defense as well, like supporting him, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, it's a shame, but I hope he comes back next year and gives it another go. It sounds like he is. So, you know, let's see what happens next year. Let's they might be playing against – they might be up against Super Bowl champions twice a year next year in Baltimore, right? So who knows? Oh, Perhaps I'm, going, I'm not going there. I'm just saying it could happen. I, I hey, you know what? I it mean, w- one thing I can say is um, never count out uh, Bill Belichick with his ability to figure somebody out. Oh, they're they're always there, man. But hey, I mean, if you know, Nick Foles can win a Super Bowl, anyone can, right? So, no doubt. Let's uh, let's dive into some starts and sits while we got Dan yeah. on here, and we're entering the back half of the show, back quarter of the show. Let's uh let's roll them out. Arms, I know you got notes. Dan, off top of your head, if you don't have notes, starts and sits. Let's let's talk about a few. Uh, I, I'm going to lead it off. I talked about Brian Hill on the last episode. I'm still going to talk about Brian Hill. He is the lead back in Atlanta right now, which means passing work, which means all, most of the carries. Panthers, not not a super intimidating run defense. I think Brian Hill is a very sneaky play for teams that have playoff aspirations. He had, what, 20 carries last week, right? Yes, after the injury to De, DeVolta Freeman, yes. Who I believe is already out. Yeah, yeah he's out. I mean, that's, a, that's, a, that's a safer play as it is. is it? What's he, 4,600 on DraftKings as well, right? So that's pretty cool, too. He's pretty cheap. So. Yeah. I'm glad you already mentioned DraftKings because most of mine are geared around DraftKings because at this point in the season, it's not like you're trading for anybody and the waiver wires probably pick pretty thin. Well, and not to mention when, when you own Arms' as Dynasty teams, it's all about DraftKings right now. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, <laughs> uh, go ahead. We just saw was it uh, the Sean Hamilton's just tweaked his knee, right? So I've just grabbed Tim Patrick. So even on DraftKings, oh. I don't know what he's priced at, but like. I like that, Dan. I, probably I like almost that. nothing. Listen, I'm going to throw it, something out real quick. I, I, honest to God, think that a small factor in Denver trading Emmanuel Sanders is Tim Patrick. I like Tim Patrick. There has not been a wide receiver, two in Denver that has stepped up. Deshaun Hamilton, you know, I, none of those guys have stepped up. It's Cortland Sutton, a little bit of Noah Fant. Tim Patrick has talent. Tim Patrick could be a really fine DraftKings pickup this week, in my opinion. He's coming off injured reserve, playing week, week 11. Last year, he showed flashes. I, I love that mention by Dan. I'm a Tim Patrick guy. He's cheap, too. I mean, he's cheap everywhere. Dynasty, DraftKings, whole nine yards. Tim Patrick could be kind of a sleeper this week. I tried to search him on DraftKings. I didn't even see him. Oh, he should be there. And he, now, he's, the granted, they t- play the Vikings. Tim, Tim Patrick is... He's not available on DraftKings. 
not available. The cheapest uh, receiver on the DraftKings lineup is uh, is Davion Davis and uh, Juwan Winfrey, Winfrey, both at $3,000. So Patrick, uh, probably more for your fantasy team, but he is not available in DraftKings. Could that change? I don't know when DraftKings I don't think so. guys in. No. I don't think so because if you if you look at it this way, whenever somebody's ruled out last second, they don't remove them. So I'd assume they don't add them, and I would venture to say DraftKings doesn't do that for Thursday night. And, and I'm sorry to, to derail it on that. Uh, I, I like the plays particularly if you are in like I said in my situation wide receiver needy uh, in my main league. Yeah, I've got two guys that are game time decisions. Bet you wish you had some Tim Patrick. I'm about to throw a bid in on him, so we'll I, find out. I own him. I'm sorry. Seriously? Yep. You're joking. I'm not joking. He's on my Why? injured reserve right now. Because I'm a Tim Patrick well, guy. Well, then get him off your inter- I'm going to email Dan. You're, he's on your IR. Dan, if you're listening. I'll call him up. Send Barker the email. Get him off your IR. Cut him or, or cut somebody else. I'll have to see if he's got the same designation while you uh, talk about a few more starts and sits. So, um... Particularly, I'm going to start at something here. This is great. So, particularly on DraftKings, I, I'm going with. Uh, I do have to call him up once again uh, on DraftKings. Starting with Josh Jacobs as, as my uh, primary back, the first one I'm going to look at. Obviously, I'm going to try to afford Christian McCaffrey if you can. But uh, Jacobs' prime matchup with with uh, the the Bengals that I mean they're horrid uh, all the way around. But he's at 6,900. You got Kamara at 7,400 against one of the best rush defenses in the league. You got Fournette at 7,900. The Colts are the fifth best uh, rush defense in the league. Um, I mean, for the price, unless you're paying all the way up to, to get CMC, in which you're going to pretty well hamstring yourself at other positions to do that, I feel like Josh Jacobs, for the value, it's going to pay off tremendously. So, so I've got one for you, Arms. How about this? So... McCaffrey's what ten five, yeah, and Brian Hill is four six. So it's fifteen one, right on DraftKings. Yeah, where you could get for fourteen one, you could get Josh Jacobs and Le'Veon Bell. Get, I, I've got a better Le'Veon, Le'Veon I, hold on a Washington as well. I've got a better idea. Give me Josh Jacobs, all right. Give me Brian Hill, and give me Michael and, Thomas. And, and, yeah, you could have that. Because you, you, could, could, you could go down from Michael Thomas to Michael Evans. What is it? Uh, was it is Lattimore in or out this week? I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't today. seen. I haven't seen. But m- my thought on it is, uh, Jacobs is getting seventeen point seven points a game. Kamara's only averaging eighteen. I Holy. mean, d- you got Leonard Fournette, who the the Colts with. Uh, keep in mind, Darius Leonard missed three games. Still, the fifth best rush defense, and That's they've correct. got the ultimate neutralizer. I mean, Darius Leonard could can neutralize any running back. I think it's going to kill Fournette. So. That's a full thousand points or thousand dollars higher than Josh Jacobs. I mean, it, the money for me, it just makes sense to go Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I'm checking out on this as well. Jacobs, it was at the Bengals have allowed 173 rushing yards per game, 24 points per game for the running back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's just bad. Was it uh, 12 touchdowns for the running back position, including three in the air? So, I mean, Josh Jacobs at 6,900 is going to uh, have one. Oh yeah, I mean, hell, we could all be wrong, but I, Jacobs could be the number one overall fantasy running back at the end of this week, for this week. Excuse me. Uh, I do yeah. have an, another. I got a, like a sneaky dirt cheap play. Uh, a lot of this depends on health. So you got Brita, who's out or doubt, doubtful. Excuse me. 
You got Coleman, who has some personal issues right now. I, they no, no one's released what that is, but he missed practice for personal reasons. And Raheem Mostert, if both of those guys are out and he plays, which he's questionable, Mostert's only 3,400. Okay? On the flip side, Jeff Wilson's only 3,300. If for some reason those guys can't go, Jeff Wilson's going to have a, a day for next to nothing. I mean, Arizona has a very porous rush defense. They're one of the bottom in the league as well. So, I mean, you've got you're going to end up with a, a prime price on somebody. I don't hate that in the San Fran uh, backfield. Don't don't hate yeah, it. I've got a problem with that. Even if Coleman plays, and let's say Mostert, Mostert and Breida Dudden, still they they're not giving Coleman 100 percent of the run. They never will. So, I mean, it, it's a cheap play. So. I, I'm I'm struggling here with who to drop to call up Tim Patrick because his IR designation is over. Yes. So I, I've got to dump someone right now. I'm looking at Lashawn McCoy, thinking I don't know if you're going to play for me this year. Uh, isn't that crazy to say you drop? You might drop Lashawn McCoy for Tim Patrick. In general, as good as he's been over his career, it's just, it's painful to to drop someone like that. It is. I mean, I have Mark Walton. I have Ty Johnson. I kind of want to drop Ty Johnson, but he's uh, he's he's a young kid with uh, I don't know how much upside he's got, but they liked him going in. So he's on a roster next year. Mark Walton or Ty Johnson? Ugh. Mark Walton or Lashawn McCoy? <laughs> I got I, 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 I got I got to go Mark Walton. I mean, Ty Johnson's bad. Ty Johnson's kind of rough. I, yeah. LaShawn McCoy's archaic. I mean, LaShawn McCoy will end up somewhere, but not with a, a valued role. Sadly, since Taco Charlton's questionable, yeah, I don't know what – I don't know. I need that third defensive end. You, so. drop, you drop Taco Charlton, I'm spending $6 on him. <laughs> Six of my $8. Barker, by the way, got me this week. Nick Kwiatkowski, since we are an IDP show, and I know Barker does IDP primary, we've let it get away. Quickowski, Quickowski, however you pronounce his name. Mike Quickowski. Nick. It's Nick. Nick Quickowski. Um, absolutely a must own right now for Dynasty uh, fantasy purposes. 100%. Like, he should be on a roster in every single league. I've loved him for multiple years. He just hasn't got the shot. When he plays, he's productive. When he doesn't, obviously he's not. He's he, When he's on special teams, he's doing great. But the, the guy has just an excellent nose for the ball. Uh, so, Kwiatkowski, get him in there. And I'm sorry to derail it a little bit there. My bad. So, Dan, do you have another start? Yeah. I, how deep is this meant to be going this week? Uh, however you, how deep you want to, brother. Oh, yeah. Take I, it deep. I kind of feel like Irv Smith's not getting the love he deserves. He's starting to see some more targets over the past couple of games since Adam Thielen's been out. I think he's had six and six, so... He's been rolling out in those two tight end sets. I think he's starting to work his way in. He's only getting that 30 to 40 yards a game. But I think he could be someone that we look at in, as a deep play. He's only 3,100 on DraftKings as well. And if you fade the tight end position, then he's as cheap as it gets. And I kind of, we were talking about the Atlanta-Carolina game, kind of like Russell Gage as well. Oh, man, me too. Think, yeah, I feel like he stepped into that role a little bit more. No Austin Hooper, I don't. Think it seems like and no Devontae Freeman. He's so out. Hooper, Hooper's Freeman. out. I was, okay. I was just letting you know and because Freeman. I know that he's not going to do anything this week and I was going to point that out. <laughs> no. You get to sleep this week. That's what it is. Yeah. You won't be here. Yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, I think without Freeman as well, Freeman's hands are always pretty good, but even that seems to have faded a bit this year too. So I think Russell Gage without Sanu, I think he could slide in there as a sneaky play in a deep league. But that doesn't mean anything to say that, you know, Ridley or Jones won't either. They could go nuts this week too. So I kind of like Russell Gage this week too. If you're looking at a deep play, he's getting that love. Uh, I like that. Another guy that I own. Uh, there we go. You're no, um, p- people nobody's waiting for until it's like seven injuries. Great job. I've, I've got a really 14 targets play. over the past two uh, weeks. Here's, here's a silly play that I've got for you, right? So I was looking into a few things and uh, Detroit, not very good against the running back. Uh, we can say the second most points per game to the running back. Tied for the most receiving touchdowns to the running back with five. And that isn't Ezekiel Elliott this week. He isn't doing that anymore. Zero targets against the Giants, 3-2-16 last week against the Vikings. Seems like they're phasing him out. I I want I want to believe Tony Pollard could do something this week. Ugh. Man, see, I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I want to believe. He's, he's been nowhere, but you would think that if there was a game that lined up for him, that it would be this week. But it's the way that they use... I moved it. I was telling Bark this during the week. I moved Elliot on during the week as well. I just I don't like what they're doing with him. It just does nothing for me at the moment. And if there was a game for Pollard to do something, it might be this week. Now, granted, you move. We talked about this. You moved him to get Deshaun Watson in a two quarterback yeah. league, right? I moved. I moved Elliot and Pollard to get Watson in a super flex league. Yeah, I. That, to me, that's fine. Yeah, I mean he's he's an elite quarterback, so. Yeah, and, and Ezekiel Elliott is not the clear cut. You know, he, he he's not the clear cut number one, two, three, four, five. No, I, I mean, he's he's up there. He's he's always got that high point. But I mean, if we're talking about DraftKings as we were earlier, if you want to look at what Zeke's doing, he's nineteen point three points a game on DraftKings, and he's nine thousand dollars. It's a lot of money when you could grab a, an Austin Eagler for less. Uh, Here's one for you. In the same amount of games as Christian McCaffrey and half point PPR, Ezekiel Elliott has 103 less points. And, That's crazy. And my God, if it was full point PPR, it'd be a chasm. Yeah, yeah. I don't have uh, a, I don't have those numbers pulled up, but yeah, that's that's got to be that. McCaffrey 272, Elliott 158. Oh my God, that's insane! And Elliott's running back eight for the year. And, and you know what? This is this is something that's frustrating me. Nobody wants to talk about McCaffrey as being a MVP candidate. Nobody wants to talk about Michael Thomas being MVP candidate. Well, here's the thing: both of them are having crazy years. Well, here's the thing with McCaffrey: the Panthers are not a great team. They're they're five and four. That's decent. But I mean, well, McCaffrey well, is right? six and five and what five and five now? Is that right? They're not a great team either by any stretch of I think. Who? The, the, the time they called Dallas a great team, they're not a great team either. No, the, oh no, Dallas is gonna. They are. They they keep trying to be the Cowboys of the old, but they're they're just not. Thirteen points a game more in PPR than Elliott. There you go, thirty to seventeen. Yeah. But, but yeah, to to be the league MVP, I mean, I I think your team has to be fairly good right now. League MVP to me is Russell Wilson. I I, I don't even think it's close. Um, right. Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar could be thrown in, but yeah, well, I, I'm think as of right now, 
yeah, Lamar Jackson, but Russell Wilson, to me, still has him edged fairly easily. To me, Lamar Jackson, for what was expected of him, he's the he, he might get most improved player and league MVP. Like, no one was expecting this out of this guy. A lot of us, you know, I, I know I loved him. Hey, I spoke very highly of him as well. Like, I think he's a better passer than everyone thought he was, and he's proved it. So, uh, anyhow... Do you do you have any any more starts you want to hit? Any, any receivers? Any other receivers? Any receivers? I have to go through this. I'll run through one while, we, while I'll, you're I'll tell you what. I tell you what. Here's one. I love Ted Ginn this week. I think the Bucks are going to give it up. He's another one. You can get him for the cheap too. Solid. Uh, and solid. Yeah, I think I think he's there. I also love Marquise Brown this week. This is this could be a blowout for him. Fifty six hundred on on DraftKings. 20 yards of reception, technically give up fourth point, uh, fourth most PPR point, uh, points per game to receivers. So I think he could be in line for one, two. Um, I think that's another one there as well. And that's, and that's what I'd be going with. They're the guys that I have. I mean, the boom, the boom bust potential for Marquise Brown is ridiculous. So it's like he's, he's great or he's bad. And that, I, that's I, what, think I think he's going off this week. I, and I hope he does. I, I oh, love, yeah. love me some Hollywood. I do have another one. Um, scary Terry, uh, Terry McLaurin. I mean, the Jets seem to just always get burnt by somebody. Paul Richardson's Terry out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the Jets are getting torched for a touchdown or two a game by anybody, right? Speaking of which, Lev Bell is a play this week for me because I think they're going to lean heavily on him and, and Dwayne Haskins isn't going to get many opportunities. By the way, Terry McLaurin, 5,600 on DraftKings. I mean, the guy's performed above average all year, and he's only fifty six hundred. Well, if your, I can with that, on, if I can with that on Terry McLaurin, Washington haven't scored in three straight games. Yes, I'm, I'm fine with it. Also, so uh, but just like you're fine with Kyler Murray, even against a bad defense. I'm not though. But w- the factors on this, it, it's PPR, DraftKings PPR. If you're an adult, you play PPR. Um, Chris Thompson is out. Paul Richardson's out. I mean, the majority of their other pass catching options are not on the field. So, I mean, he, the dude's going to get force fed targets through a freaking, you know, fire hose. I mean, Terry McLaurin might get 15, 20 targets this week. It wouldn't even shock me. His last three weeks, two points, nine points, eight points. Give me some T Mac. I'm not starting him if I don't have to. He's playing the Jets. Um, who who were the hold on a second? He's got Dwayne Haskins at quarterback. Who were the last three weeks that they played? Yeah, it's, not, it's not like he has Daniel Jones, is it? <laughs> yeah, correct. Hey, we're, we're all eating crow on that one, man. I got, is, man. But hold on a second. His last three weeks, he okay. played the San Francisco 49ers, great defense. The Vikings, great defense, and the Buffalo Bills, a great defense. He's playing the freaking Jets, the 26th ranked defense against the pass. Jets, 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 Jets. Can't. I mean, J E or wait, H O R R I B L E. Horrible. The Jets are horrible. Terry McLaurin's gonna have a day. My bookie, right? What is it? We're still friends with my bookie, right? Oh yeah. Over under 38 and a half. What do you think? On the score? I'll take the. I'd take the over actually. They both have bad defenses. It's going to be a bad game, but both of them are going to score. I'm I'm not I'm not exaggerating. Something even better. I'm giving Washington the two and a half start. Oh oh. I think that Terry McLaurin 
breaks 100 and gets in the end zone at least one time this week. At least. Hmm. I, I'm just worried, man. Just go back and look at the Jets game log. Like, they're getting torched left and right. I might play Willie Sneed over him. We're, go hit the I must be the wrong one button. Well, it has your voice. All right. You must be the wrong one. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's the lowest over under this for, uh, for the week. I, I do have a uh, another just f- absolute flyer. Once again, desperation play, right? Uh, Kelvin Harmon. He actually was edging Paul Richardson out last. Uh, God, I love edging. Okay. I think he edged him out and started pushing him off field for uh, plays. I want to say it was like 47% snap count versus uh, 45 or something like that. And Richardson's out. Like, those targets got to go somewhere. It's going to be a competitive game. I don't think that Adrian Peterson's good enough to take over the game. Might be the game of the week. I I, I think it'll be fairly competitive. I don't think Le'Veon Bell's good enough at this point with that offense to take over the game. Like... Kelvin Harmon could have a productive week. I'm not going to sit here and protect, you know, seven receptions for 100 yards, but it wouldn't have surprised me. He's a big guy if he if he gets into the end zone with three receptions. So I'll give yeah. you I'll give you another guy that I would play over Terry McLaurin. By the way, three thousand on DraftKings, cheapest tied for cheapest receiver. Time to fire D.D. Westbrook back up. I was just looking at that. Time to fire him back up. He he's not on the injury report as of today. He was hitting a nice little stride of eleven, eight, and nine targets. I I like DD Westbrook quite a bit this week. The Colts don't exactly exude fear in the passing game. They're ranked like top ten against yeah. the pass, but I still like DD Westbrook. I, I'm not fearful of that pass defense. I'm D.D. Westbrook is a solid play. I, I would play him over McLaurin this week. I think you're nuts on that. One one thing I will say. Another dollar bet, sir? Absolutely. Okay, D.D. Let's go 10 $10? Yeah. Fine. Deal. Give me D.D. over Terry McLaurin. Okay, deal. There we go. We got two bets. Two bets so far. This show has turned into a gambling exchange. MyBookie.com. I, I will give you a related play, though. I'm going to go D.J. Chark this week as a start. I, I mean, that's... It's DJ Chark. Well, I think that he has a more towards the beginning of season type game to where he gets in the end zone, has, you know, near 100 yards, maybe even over 100 yards. And why? Because D.D. Westbrook's on the field. You do have to account. I like D.D. You got to account for him, unlike some of the other players on that team. So I'm going to jump in on this one then. So Bark's on Westbrook, you're on Chark. I'm going to get on Chris Conley. How about we go that way? Jesus. I like it. I like it. Are, are you in for 10 on that? No, I'm going McLaurin for my 10. No, no, no. I'm asking Dan if he's in for 10 on Conley. Yeah, I'll hold him down. I'll, let's give it a go. Wow. I like it. I like it, too. I this like show's it. turned complete uh, degenerate. Yeah, no doubt. Gambling degenerates. So, um, continue. Go ahead. No, I said I've ruined everything. It's great. Yeah, I like it. No, you're helping. You're you, helping. You've ruined but, uh, nothing. Just, just, I'm helping. Week, the only game that he played was week one, right? Who, Conley? No, Foles. Uh, yes. yes. Was Conley the one that caught the touchdown from Foles, or was it uh, Chark? I can't Chark? remember. It was Chark. Uh, I think Conley had a touchdown that game, too. Did they both have he one? Did. He, he had, he had uh, seven six ninety seven for one. 
Yeah. And then two weeks ago, he had a, a four for 103 and one. Hey, yep. Conley, I said at preseason, Conley could be surprising. Now, he's not been great by any stretch because he's had like four productive games. But I, I, I thought he was better than he was in, uh, in KC. He started off hot. He had 97 yards, 73 yards, and then he faded in the last couple of weeks. He had uh, three for 83 and then four for 103 in the touch. So He feasts on bad he, defenses. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely yeah. dependent matchup, or matchup dependent. All right, so I just lost 10 bucks. Fantastic. <laughs> hey, you know, somebody's got to score. It'll probably be Conley with two. Yeah, it'll be Seth the Valve. Doesn't matter. So I, I'd mentioned uh, this one earlier on the show, and I, I don't know, I don't think you're on here yet, but Muhammad Sanu, uh, last week targeted 14 times versus the Ravens, of course, uh, comes down with 10 receptions. So right there in DraftKings is 10 points. You know, gets a. 81 yards, there's another 8 points, there were 18 points, and a touchdown for 6. I mean, there's 24 points for Muhammad Sanu. Like, once again, dude gets his targets, he's solid, and he's only $5,100 on DraftKings. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. You can round out a good team. Philly aren't aren't great, so is this where they start to spread it around a bit? Is this like... When Nikhil Harry kind of pops up, is this like Dorsett going to pop up for a big play? I kind of feel like someone's going to pop up and do something this week. I don't know necessarily if it's just going to be funnel through Sanu. I uh, don't. And, and the, the Patriots are an enigma. It feels like someone's going to pop out of nowhere and do something in this one. It kind of feels like that's the way it's going to end up. The, the, the Patriots and Eagles tend to be close games too. There's never a lot of points in them. So I don't know how clear cut it'll be with him. That, but, that is going to be a grinder, it seems. But, but the Patriots they're, they're, might be looking to make a statement. If it's really a close game, Patriots. if it's close, and the Patriots coming off a loss, if it's a close game, you gotta you gotta think that the Patriots are going to throw the ball around. I mean, their their run game is okay. It's not great. I mean, under forty four and a half. That that's the over under on that. Yeah, that's too much. Oh, I think you're crazy. I think it's over. I, I think it's under. You're, you're telling me that you can't see that score being 23 to 22. 17 14. <laughs> okay. 17 14. The Patriots defense might score more than 14 points. 17 14. All right. So I uh, do have another uh, Debo. What about, what about as Barker likes to call him Samuel Debo? Samuel Debo. Yeah, Debo Samuel. He's turning it on. And Emmanuel Sanders might be out this week. D- good old Debo. I I really I, I'm with you 100 percent on this one. We've talked about a lot of receivers, but I I do like Debo a ton this week against the Cardinal suspect pass defense. And Debo, I stand by it. He to me, outside of AJ Brown, who's in a weird situation in Tennessee, still performed pretty well. AJ, I was very torn. AJ Brown, Debo. Those guys were my 1A, 1B wide receivers yeah. coming out of this class. And I think I think Debo's finally putting it together. Dude, he is an absolute animal with the ball in his hands. Dude, he's a running back, basically. That can catch the ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's 6'2", 215 pounds. He's a Saquon Barkley of young wide receivers. That's not get carried away. But, but in the past three weeks, I mean, he had um, 13 points. I mean, because he had three or two carries – Got in the end zone on a freaking carry against the Panthers. Uh, eight points and then 19.2 points. Why? 
Emmanuel Sanders goes out. If Emmanuel Sanders out, like who else are they going to throw the ball to? As much as I've always liked Dante Pettis, he's not the answer. George Kittle's out. If San Fran wants to win this game, it kind of has to go through Debo Samuel. Huh. Thoughts, yeah, Dan? I, I'd probably, I'd probably more lean with Bark on that one. It'll be Raheem Mustard as well. I think, I think he's going to be a, a big factor this week. Let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Austin Hooper, top tight end. He's out this week. <laughs> who do you like at tight end this week with with the numero uno out? Like who who is the tight end? Wait, wait to- hold on a second. Who's the top tight end? Austin Hooper. Yeah. Never heard of him. <sighs> who, who do you oh, like? I hate Austin Hooper? Who do you Man, like at tight end? He's I, made me look like such a fool this year. I think Darren Waller has himself a nice comeback week against the Bengals. By the way, Austin Hooper, two thousand and nineteen, Eric Ebron. Oh, what? Come on. I don't even remember who said that. I think it's uh, Bauer. He's Eric uh, that Ebron. Would be, that would be me. It was you? Take, no, I'll I think you're right. That. I think you're right. Yeah. He's he's having a great year, but I, I still think Ridley develops more and end up, ends up with the the vast majority of the target share long term. So, so we're looking at tight ends this week, right? So mm-hmm. two tight ends I like this week. I I like that Philly-New England game, and I like Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. One of them's popping up, I think. I, if you're looking for a deep tight end to play, if you're looking at someone to pick up if you've lost Hooper in in a few leagues, including the Brill, I picked up Ryan Griffin from the Jets. He seems to have done all right when uh, Chris Herndon, obviously, he's not been existent this year. And Griffin's had a handful of touchdowns. He's not had the yards. He's, he's only going to pop for 25, 35, if, if that. But he's getting his... He's, it's ridiculous where he's at in the uh, red zone targets. He's in, like, top 12 for uh, tight ends in a position. Uh, he's had four targets, three touchdowns or something like that, or five targets, four touchdowns. I'm, but I don't have to double down on that. But Griffin seems to be someone that uh, Sam Darnold likes to go to in that position. So if you're looking at a player, we're talking about picking up someone while Hooper's away. I think Ryan Griffin could be a really deep and cheap option for you too. I I have no problems with that. I mean, Ryan Griffin has been a solid pickup. He's He's been very uh, Darren Fells-like. Over the last yeah, I mean, couple weeks, not so much with touchdowns. Boston but. Hooper, so you know, no, no one really wants to lose that. But you know, at that point, this is what you got, and uh, this is what it might be. But you're right. I mean, you could be Fells. You could, he could be anything this week. So yeah, I, I like Waller. I also like Noah Fant this week. He's, I love Noah Fant this week. Kind of feel like he's turned yeah. it on a little bit. A la Debo figured it out a little bit more over the past week or so. So those those are two guys that I would. Uh, look at possibly to start this week if you are an austin hooper owner i feel like and i could be wrong on this i don't have the numbers in front of me i think that the um yeah no hawkinson playing the cowboys that's the 30th ranked uh defense against the tight end it is but man hawkinson has just been so inconsistent Uh, so inconsistent But, but he's still getting the targets i mean last last two weeks six and seven had the one, then five and six previous to that. I mean, I it, it's one of those situations like you've seen what he did week one, kind of like you've seen what Fant did this past week. You want to think that he can do something like that again, and this matchup is primed to do it. Um, the downside is for, for him, you know, the linebackers are uh, in full strength down in Dallas, so that, that could hinder him a little bit. But, no, I, lo- I love the Fant play. Wasn't there a guy you wanted to talk about at tight end that you really like this week? The juice? Uh, oh, OJ Howard? Yeah. No. Not, I thought you not, did. Not, not for the matchup. Oh, no. Okay. I'm just saying okay. OJ Howard over Austin Hooper this week. 
that's because Austin Hooper's out. But by the way, so if you're a new listener and you didn't listen to us in the offseason, I, I was anyone but Hooper. Like that was my thought. Anyone but Hooper, just based on the inconsistency. Right. And he has literally been the pillar of consistency all freaking year. I mean, Austin Hooper has had a game under 10 points, just one, and it was still 7.4 points. That was against the Eagles week two. I mean, the guy gets in the end zone. I'll be the first to admit it. Even whenever he only catches yeah, three or four balls, which, I mean, this is what he was last year. Three, three balls, 30 yards, or seven balls and a touchdown. He catched seven for 77 and a touchdown. But it was like seven for 77 touchdown, two weeks in a row, three for 35. And you're like, God dang it, Austin Hooper. Like, you're talented, but it's not happening for you. And in my mind, I had to think, if they're going to throw it to someone in the in the red zone, it's got to be Julio Jones eventually. I know they don't often enough, but it's got to be Julio Jones. And it's, it'll be Jones before Hooper. And, man, Hooper's made me just look like an absolute moron this year. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily that, though. I think with Hooper, I think everyone – we can we can fairly admit most people that nearly everyone was wrong on OJ Howard, right? I think everyone's read the tea leaves on Howard wrong, and and they should have been reading <laughs> Hooper. Think think about it on this. I mean, not me. Dirk, Dirk no, Cutter no. was the guy in Tampa with OJ Howard. Howard was blowing up. He's at Atlanta. He was he's calling the shots, right? Dirk I tra- Cutter. I traded him before the season. I just want to toss that out there. Howard, yeah, Howard did outscore uh, OJ. Who was, who was the other Howard one? Mike Malarkey was at Tennessee, week, right? Saying. Mike Malarkey was at Tennessee. Delaney Howard had good years. He's a, he's a tight end coach at Atlanta. They brought in two two guys that like to use the tight end a lot. I, I, I kind of think everyone kind of missed the ball on the additions that the Falcons made in the coaching department to help Hooper take his game to the next level. But, you know, at the same time, I don't think anyone saw that Hooper was going to make this big of a jump. Yeah, and Howard was going to make that big of a step back. So, yeah. and I'm one of them. I'll admit, I'll admit my my uh, misses for the year right now. The two main ones, Hooper, Tyler Lockett. I just did not love them going into the season. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought Lockett was being drafted too high. I thought that Hooper had no chance at tight end number one relevance, and I was wrong on both. It happens now again. Right on some guys along the way too. That that's what this that's what this game is about. It's the reason I nobody's mean, an expert. It's the reason no one's an expert. I mean, so many guys love Juju. So many. No, wait. I had Juju as number one overall. Just wait. One guy said that Dwayne Haskins would break the rookie touchdown record. People people are wrong sometimes. First off, hold on a second. I'll go ahead and go go on that since you you want to bring it up. And you wanted to tweet my fantasy league on this whenever I, I called you out on something. So Haskins just now getting a chance to start. I know he hasn't looked good. There, but there a, is hold no, on, hold on, no, 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 go to bat for this guy. I can because a their starting left tackle hasn't played football this year. Yeah. Number one, number two, the coaching staff is incompetent. Has True. absolutely been incompetent. The only player with relevance has been Terry McLaurin and flashes of Adrian Peterson. That's it. Adrian Peterson's pushing people to vote him to the Pro Bowl. Great, good for him. Good for you, Adrian. Good for you, AP. Way well, pander to your audience, brother. But like, th- this coaching staff doesn't even know what to do with talent. Like, okay, oh, we, Dan Snyder wanted to draft uh, Dwayne Haskins, so that's the only reason we have him on team. We're not going to play. 
the the kid hasn't had a chance and he is good enough you said it earlier in the show long term he'll figure it out and he'll be fine i, yeah, think, I think so i think within the if you give him the first two or three weeks and and trent williams protecting his blind side i think we're looking at a whole different season i don't he's just he just oh, wasn't and, ready also i think guys being there would have would help him as well but what, you know what, can I rewind back on something that Bark was talking about earlier? Have at it. Actually, have at it for a long period of time because I, I need to use the uh, facilities. Well, the, the, your facilities just aim straight. So Bark, Bark wasn't on Lockett at the start of the year, and if it's just arms, I can't see Sadly you guys no. at the moment. Anyway. All right, so what does Josh Gordon do to the Seahawks? Because I missed what you guys were talking about earlier. Obviously, they had the Monday game. We I didn't talk about that. Oh, okay, great. So... I think I think Gordon when he came in and it was a third down. Tim and Wilson with money. Does he free up Lockett a lot more and and Metcalf if they throw them out because they're not really known for throwing three wides, right? So so how does no, Gordon play in a Seattle? Definitely not known for running three wides. I mean they're a run first yeah. team. We all know that. Um, everything comes. Hollis has come out of nowhere too. So all of a sudden they're picking up guys towards the end of the season, mid to end of the season. Seattle's starting to look good, but come from two guys that haven't pl- probably had the reps that anyone thought. 100% agree. I, I Here's what I, I'm afraid of. And, I mean, once again, I, I admit I'm a little bit wrong. Well, but I will say this uh, about DK Metcalf. He's looked good, but it showed... He looked like, he's looked like he's done what everyone thought he could do. Uh, yes. It, it, okay, yes. He looked what everyone thought he could do, but... No, no one thought he was going to be dominant. I think... I, I think wouldn't the, have thought he was going to do anything more. Yeah, the the people that like DK Metcalf, this is why they liked him. What he's doing right yeah. now, this is why they. But liked on him. the flip side, I mean, I saw a, a like you could see that he still doesn't have lateral quickness. Like whenever he caught that, he caught a ball on an out. All right, and the the instant move for literally ninety seven percent of receivers in the NFL is go for the first down. He's like eight yards out of ten, and he he's running straight. Like there was no lateral movement to him, like dude, you can't cut to go, you can't cut to get to two yards to get the first down, like that's that's the concern about DK Metcalf is his lateral movement. Maybe that's just football IQ that'll come along the way. No, his agility showed that it wasn't good. I mean, he's horrible I, at agility. I still think if the guy just continues to cut a little bit of weight. As the years go on, he's going to be fine. I I, I disagree. I mean, there's a lot of flexibility. I didn't love him going into play. the season either, but I think that he can Josh, play in the NFL. Josh Gordon's addition is to the detriment of DK Metcalf. Well, yeah, only. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah that that hurts DK a little bit, but DK wasn't a target monster to begin but, with. But isn't that isn't that the benefit also? It's a, Does that make me, sense? If Gordon's going to take away the heat from Metcalf, wouldn't that be better for Metcalf to not be that that guy? I, I don't think so because the Seahawks are still kind of uh, – their goal is still a run-first team. I mean, Chris Carson's having a great season too. I mean, he's averaging 6.4 yards – or six point, excuse me, 6.4 targets a game. I think that goes down. I think it, the addition of Gordon it decreases that for him. Now, Depends on, on what kind on, of game they play the rest the fl- of the season. Does it? I mean, we're talking about the entire season where half of the season burger is already over. They play some good defenses. They play some bad defenses. It's not going to be that hard to continue to get DK Metcalf six targets a game. So, it, so, so listen, uh, the Josh. So, so Gordon, are you taking away from Lockett? Jo- no, Josh Gordon essentially could just 
all out replace Jerron Brown and David Moore. I mean, I mean, it's just an all out replacement The the Seahawks can with Russell Wilson support Lockett getting nine, 10 targets a game, six for Gordon, six for Metcalf. It's doable. Absolutely doable. What is it? David Moore, probably three targets a game. Jerron Brown, probably three targets a game. Just don't mess with them. Josh Gordon all day. Well, we're looking at the, we're looking at the Seahawks. Then, like the games where they tend to blow up. Cardinals twenty seven points this year. They play them again. Rams thirty points. They play them again. They just dusted the the Forty Niners twenty seven points. I I want to believe that they're this run heavy team, but they're putting up points at will as well. They are. They're a good team. They are. They're absolutely good team. They're a contender. Throwing up uh, forty against the Buccaneers as well. They're not. They're not this. Uh, it's funny because like they're starting to put these points up, and it doesn't seem to be Chris Carson. Chris Carson crossing the line. He's, he's towing the line. He's doing the work, but it seems to be going through Lockett or Metcalf having these big games. Hollis is popping up too. Oh yeah, Chris Carson wears them down, and then Russell Wilson strikes. Uh, it's a it's a really good game plan right now. Hey, they're doing a lot of things well. the The only thing, the benefit to DK, I think what you were alluding to, Dan, is. The coverage will go towards someone as talented Josh Gordon. Like you can't just that's, that's say kind of what I was thinking at. Yeah, yeah. So he might do more with four targets than he does with six. And Carson, wh- whether he's the guy punching it in or not, his uh, his carries per game has not really changed. He's, he's been unreal. Fi- yeah, fifteen to twenty five all season long. Never under. You know, I, I, Chris Carson. He he's solid. He is very solid. In the words of are Neil Crabtree, I'm telling you, bud. Telling Chris you, bud. Carson. Yeah. Chris Carson. Are they moving? Are they moving Penny in the offseason? I don't think they do. I, I mean, what reason do they have? Well, what are they going to? Oh, I'm good. What What are they going to do? I, I, what can they get for Penny? I don't think anybody's going to pony up that first again. I I think they don't resign Carson. In, oh, whenever I the time I, Whenever the time I don't comes, believe that. I, I think that it's like, well, we've still got Penny on the cheap. No, Chris think, Carson has earned it. I think any any running back can succeed there, and I think that's what they're proving. Carson's earned it. Wow. Thomas Rolls, Eddie Lacy. Neither one of those guys earned it. Are we seriously talking about those guys? They, <laughs> didn't, they, they didn't earn it. But listen, the Seahawks have been looking for a running back for so long that they Chris, Chris Carson, yeah. they got one. I If they're going to move Penny – Fine, I'm not moving Carson, and I like Rashad Penny. I, I think, I think, given a different situation, I think he could be pretty good. I think if Rashad Penny was in Tampa Bay, uh, San Francisco, Detroit, like you, you give him the carries, he's going to produce for you. But Chris Carson earned it, and I think they're going to reward him. I'd like to see Penny in Atlanta. Penny's averaging four. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a, a nice, nice spot. Penny's averaging yeah. four point six yards a carry, like. They're just going to run Carson until they can just. All right, well, we're not going to sign you for big money because he's going to want it. Hey, I would say the Eagles might get him, but they signed Jay Ajay. Oh, again? Again. Seriously? Again, yes. I, I didn't see that. That's horrible. Yes, today, Jay Ajay, Eagles all over again. I don't know why. Is Jordan Howard hurt? I, I don't I don't no, know. No, why. no, no. Darren Sproles. Done. So, <laughs> so you bring in Jay Ajay. So you replace your scat back <sighs> with basically a slow rolling ball of sledge. Got it. Perfect, perfect sense. Right. We got Miles Sanders. We got Jordan Howard. Both have performed pretty well. We've got uh, who, who's who's the short dude in in Philadelphia that's played okay too. 
Miles Sanders? No, no. They're they're uh, he's he's got that. They're saying Danelle Pumphrey. Strange name. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who's been who's been playing in Philly. Oh, but, Corey Clement. No, he's he's been on IR. Hold on, I'm pulling up the depth right. chart now. He's uh he's five eight, little five eight kid. Boston Scott. So Boston Scott, a guy that they're kind of high on, but they're hey, let's hey, they're high on everybody. Well, I mean the kid. The kid can play too, so I don't know. Let's wrap this up. Let's I, do, I, my do. point is, I just can't see them paying big money for Carson, who's performed well enough to get big money. I don't know if they have to pay him big money because the running back market is not what it used to be. Chris Carson on the free agent, uh, you know, line. He's he's not going to garner big. I got a cousin named Garner. He's not going to garner any big money anywhere, but he could be in for a running back ten to fifteen payday. Do you real quick? Do you have any uh, quarterbacks that you're extremely high on? What for the week? DraftKings. I like Derek Carr a ton. Anybody that plays Bengals, I'm a, I'm all in. I mean, Carr's price on DraftKings sixty one hundred. I'm all in, on and that. he's like the I don't know ten twelfth price quarterback. I mean, he's just below Kyler and Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, Winston, Josh Allen. I mean. He's down the list a little bit, but I think his production is going to be right there. If not, like I, I can't see Carr not finishing in the top five in quarterback production this week. I'll tell you one thing, Chris Carson. When you when you pull him up, when you Google Chris Carson, he he just he looks dangerous. His profile, his picture, just dangerous. Like like nineties rap, dangerous. Just just looks dangerous. He looks angry. I gotta look this up. He looks angry. Just Google him, Chris Carson. To the right, you see the picture. He just looks like a bad man. He looks like he'd take Miles Garrett and just drive him into the ground, hit him with his helmet. He looks pissed off. He looks mad. He's like, I want, want my money, Seahawks. On uh, on my fantasy league, he just like, what are you looking at me for? Well, it's picture day. Take the picture and get it over with. Picture day. Right. So, so arms. You're looking at uh, Derek Carr, sixty one hundred. What do you think about Haskins at forty eight hundred? If you if you bang on the oh god. I'm just asking the question: If he's 4,800 and the Jets are trash, no, no, no. That that play is, I don't think 4,800 opens up a lot. I I, I agree 100. percent I will and pay that extra 1,300 bucks or whatever. I, I'm for I'm with card. Barker on this. The, yes, yeah. the Jets, the, the matchup's the same. Um, 6,100, you're going to get for either Murray Carr or 62 for Matt Ryan. That's that's enough. I don't think you need to sniff any further. Yeah, I mean, you, I, I do like Kyle Allen at fifty four though. Oh God, here we go with Kyle Allen. You get, no, you, I don't, no, I'm just saying. Like, uh, I'm if kidding. That game I'm opens kidding. up. That could be anything. I'm, I'm not a Kyle Allen guy by any stretch, but that game could open up, and I don't know. He's, he's not as bad as what he could be. Right. One thing I'll say. That's uh, my assessment of Kyle Allen. He's not as bad as what he could be. One thing I'll say about okay. the whole car situation, the whole uh, Terry McLaurin situation. A, familiarity, always love that. I know it doesn't always translate to the NFL. It actually less than often translates to the NFL. But B, Terry McLaurin performs against bad defenses exceptionally well. He he, I mean, he's done it over and over whenever a defense supports. McLaurin's he, having a field day this week. Yeah, he's he's going to ball out. He'll, he'll break 100 yards, six-plus receptions, and get in the end zone no less than one time. McLaurin is going to have a day. Now, that might be the only touchdown that Washington scores this week. But Terry McLaurin's going to get it. Just don't know. For the price? Love him. 
His price uh, is down because of Haskins, too. Let's wrap it up. I'm sick of talking about Scary Terry. Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback. Scary Terry was like your favorite offseason receiver. And I, I do. I still love the guy. Now, if, if they now say, you're like, I don't want to talk about it because he's got Dwayne Haskins as quarterback. That's exactly correct. Oh, yeah, because Case Keenum is a freaking star. Case Keenum can get the ball to Terry McLaurin. So can Dwayne Haskins. The Redskins are a better team with Case Keenum at quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. Long term, I disagree. I didn't say long term. I said right now. I also disagree right now. They've won what? A game? They are more competitive. Are, are, they, are they? With Case Keenum at Are they? Yes. No. no. Yes. Winning one game is not competitive, Barker. Competitive is not getting blown out. Hold on. I'm going to look up. I'm tired. It's one forty. On we're an hour and forty four minutes so, into so, the show. So, I want to talk so about Dwayne Haskins. They're, co- they're competitive games. I Unbelievable damn thing. They were competitive saying. with the Dolphins. They were actually competitive with the Niners. It was a nine nothing game. They were competitive with the Vikings, nineteen nine. You said a nine nothing game and in, in, Okay, keep going. Nine to zero. Which means they scored they scored no points. The other team only scored nine. Yeah, well the Niners had a crap ass offense then. It was four weeks ago. They did not have Emmanuel Sanders yet. They scored 51 points. Like they, the Niners have had a good season. <laughs> they, they uh, here, here's the, the strange thing about it. Like the the uh, Washington Redskins have had three horrible matchups: the Bills, Vikings, Niners in a row. Competitive ish in the games. The Bills uh, kind of kind of blew them out. 24-9. Uh, the Dolphins they won by a point. Against your lowly Dolphins, lowly two two win two game win streak got crushed by the Patriots, crushed by the Giants, crushed by the Bears, down by ten against uh, the Cowboys, and lost by five to the Eagles. <laughs> what a great quarterback Case Keenum is! He's better than Dwayne Haskins at this point in time. No, All wrong, right. wrong, wrong. Dan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your articles. We appreciate you on our chat, our our back row fantasy group that we chat in, and we just appreciate that uh, you're Dan and and. Hey, you're, hold you're on a second. Dude. Before you go, can you say Christian Kirk? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Who is the no. best receiver on the Cardinals? On the Cardinals right now. Andy Isabella. <laughs> All right. Who's second? They came Butler. Third. <laughs> Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> Charles Clay. Whoa. I can go all day. Hey, hey oh, <laughs> hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who is the best Arizona Cardinals wide receiver from the University of Texas A&M? I could have said Ricky Seals Jones, but he's a Brown now, right? <laughs> Did Ricky Seals Jones play Texas A&M? I have no idea. I don't know either. Seals Jones was at A&M, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you got me on that one. That was nice on the fly. I like that. Christian Kirk. Hey. I love it. Uh, what a, I mean, even us Americans, I, you say Christian Kirk, it, it still sounds like what Dan just said. It sounded like Kirk that time. But uh, it, it, the, the last time, I'm like, Cook? 
You have well, to you have to just entertain our feeble Southern Ohio minds. Yeah. Oh, I'm a dumb redneck. It's not, it's not an Ohio thing, man. I've been in entertaining minds for the past nine years out here, so it's not. A- <laughs> yeah. it, it's ridiculous. Like I, I really just want to travel to a, a foreign country so people can marvel at me. Just for all the times that I've no one is ever going else. to marvel. No, you. no one's ever heard an American in uh, any other country. So well, you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not like uh, I. I used to work at a at a place, and I had an I had a customer from Australia. Super nice dude. Well, no, no, he's kind of an asshole. More I think about it, was his name Dan Rozier? No, it was not. But uh, wow. he always smelled like cat pee. I don't remember the guy because he was name. cooking meth. I don't know. Uh, he was. I don't know. But uh, you know, it's not—it's not like you're the only guy from down under that I know. That's—that's not true. I've listened to Silver Chair for years. What's Silver there we Chair? Go. And uh, what's our other band we share in common, Dan? Um, AC/DC. No, punk punk band, Dan. I'm drawing a blank just because I've had a few. Pennywise. No, we like Pennywise, but the the Australian punk band. Oh, the Living End. Is there we right? go, Living End. Yes. Yeah. Not bad. Some Grinspoon, they're pretty good. Jebediah, they're all right as well. They're pretty good. You'll have to send me those ones because I haven't listened to them. So. Hey, Dan, by the way, Metallica is better than ACDC. Yeah, well. <laughs> He's like, yeah, well, you're wrong. Yeah. I must be the wrong one. Yeah. Okay, so in this in this instance, uh, I always said that. I'll, let you, to, I'll let you two decide this. Uh, Metallica is Case Keenum. And AC is Dwayne Haskins. Figure that one out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, who do you, who do you want? Pick your poison. So you take, you're a big fan of Case Keenum, so what you tell me? You think he's league MVP? I, no. no I'm, all, <laughs> I'm all on Dwayne Haskins, I think. But no, that's uh, that's not a good one. But that's also, I think, in uh, Derek Carr's better than Dak Prescott, too. I don't know how that one ended up. But. Hey, uh, this year, I think Carr recently has been much, much better. Quarterback rating, if you want to judge it off that. Hey, we need, we need to end this one. We're at we're a 12, 11 and a half minutes shy of two hours, and that's just too damn long. Too damn long. Dan, thanks for joining us tonight. It has been fantastic. Good to talk to you guys again. Always great to talk to you. We love you, Dan. We'll, we will see you in the chat room, and folks, we will see you in a week. Good night. Peace. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.